Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my two returning co-hosts, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello. Hello. Hello there. Oh, hello. <laughs> they will be reprising their roles as Rogar, the ghoul-born paladin sorcerer, and Varus, the half-elf Eldritch Knight. And, well, last week was a little bit different. Yeah, tried some new things. <laughs> it was fun. Well, that's what I strive for. Yeah, we had a cameo of sorts. You did? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, I feel like we should just get right into it. Last week, the pair of you made your way into the Black Pyramid. Hmm. And Rogar met his potential priest recruit, a uh, interesting creature called Lysandra. <laughs> and she uh, guided your little group into a sanctum where Rogar would undertake some trials to see if he was truly worthy of taking on the mantle of the Whispering Man. And to do that, she took away all your powers. She did. She did. Now yeah. he is a level one sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something you've got to take her to give back her. Indeed. Can't have you running around with things you haven't earned yet. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> so you undertook your trials, almost powerless. And you did quite well. Three tried, three success. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, not bad at all. Mm. You first jumped into the aspect of great works, which involved you taking on someone else's... Uh, role in the timeline and convincing an old friend to uh, join the cult of the crimson tongue one uh, <laughs> steve blackwood yeah and he did quite well yeah you sold him on the benefits laid out the uh, the health plan and the uh, pension scheme yeah yep. absolutely yep. still took some still took, still took some persuading though mm, but you were indeed successful you and uh, amaram who made his first ever appearance on this part good guy He's yeah, already died. <laughs> he died a while. <laughs> and next up, you went for the aspect of murder, which had you come face to face with someone I don't know if you ever thought you'd meet again. Your uh, poor uncle. That's true. He appeared to be a paladin of Bahamut, the Platinum Dragon. But instead of uh, joining together with him and maybe trying to rebuild your clan, you killed him. That I did. Hmm showing no mercy and striking down a remnant of your past self. And then finally, you went for the aspect of darkness, which involved you traveling somewhere, another world, another realm, another time. You don't know, but it was to end whatever branch of existence that was as you engaged in a very complicated and powerful ritual with a host of cultists to summon some sort of entity through. You succeeded, though it went down to the wire. I listened back, and I, I almost didn't really realize you were one and one in terms of success or failure. One more failure, and it was all over. Yeah, no, it was, it was like, it was like, it was proper close. <laughs> but yes, by the skin of your teeth, you got that one, and well, you succeeded. Three trials—that's all you actually had to do. But there were two left, and Rogar is a curious sort. Yes, I just, I just want to be, the, I just want to be the best. You see. Hmm. So you decided to try uh, pass with distinction, and you've gone for the last two trials. First up being the aspect of treachery. Yep. 
And, uh, well, that's where we left off. You walking through the portal, and you didn't know what was on the other side. Yeah, Varys is still waiting to see. <laughs> All right. So, this one, Varys, this is another one where you're going to see through Rogar's eyes. He can hear you, oh. and you actually have your vision back. Hmm. So, if you wish to uh, advise him in any way, feel free. Yeah, will do. But, Rogar, you open your eyes, and first things first, you very quickly realize you are indeed Rogar. Okay. However, you're wearing incredibly like fancy-looking armor. It's It's got accents of black to it, but it's gray in places. You've got Eclipse still, but uh, you feel strong, powerful, even more than you do in your regular self before all your powers got taken away. Oh, nice. And on your left-hand side... You see a man that, when he looks at you, you realize is one Tommy Hawkins. Oh, oh. He is wearing an incredibly fancy looking long coat. He has a customized tricorn hat with all these little engraved sigils around the brim, and it seems to be almost emanating a little aura of magic around him. She has a bunch of guns all around his waist, and is a dual sword, both of which are glowing, one with some sort of frost-like sheen and the other with fire. Oh. On your right-hand side, you see Sophia. Oh. She is heavily armored. She's wielding a bow with a, um, it's almost like a, a bowstring made of pure lightning. And the pair of them are running alongside you as you run up a massive set of stairs. And you realize you're running up the side of what almost looks a little bit like a pyramid, but more of the Aztec style. So it's a bit more um, blocky and geometric. Yeah, Yeah, angular. That's a good word. It's a bit more angular, but as you're running up, the angles seem to shift and change. And it's actually disorienting as the three of you try to make any progress. It's almost like you get turned around just going up a staircase. Uh, Tommy yells over for you to sort of cover your eyes because... It seems this place is playing tricks on your mind and it's getting you guys turned around. As you reach the top of the pyramid, you are attacked by a host of these robed cultists who are all horrifically mutated. They're all just monstrous creatures that barely resemble the humans they may once have been. And you guys slaughter them. You cut them down easily. They just keep running at you almost suicidally and you realize they are horribly outmatched by the three of you as you've greatly grown in power over time. Can Varys make a perception check to see if they're the same sort of people that he was in the, say, you know, like the ritual? Uh, you can do a perception check, sure. An 11. Um, you look around, you don't really, um, you're not really certain. They're, they're very kind of similar. They were wearing sort of black robes. These ones, these the people underneath them are just horribly mutated, though. Like, they've got occasional claw arms or tentacles or tusks or extra eyes. They're just, uh, just a variety of aberrations. Right. Um, yeah, so that's all you really kind of grasp. You're not certain what they are, but Rogar, you recognize them. Oh. You recognize these guys as cultists of the Crimson Tongue. Oh. As you finish off the last of them and you're stood more towards the top of this angular pyramid, you see before you the main sort of chamber that sort of sits on top of the pyramid. You see a um, 
a massive set of stone doors that go up a good 20 feet and they're just swung open already. You hear cracks of lightning overhead and the sky begins to shimmer and change, casting just a spectrum of colors down upon your wall. Tommy looks over to you and Rogar and Sophia and goes, Alright, we've got to get in there quickly. She's opening the gate. And he runs on in ahead. Okay. So Varys will whisper into your ear, these guys look like it could be on our, your, our side, your side. Rogar's, uh, yeah, I'll, quite, I'll, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let Tommy go ahead a little bit. I'm quite, I, I, I'm quite comfortable with that. So Tommy kind of ranges in first, and you watch as he basically disappears into the shadows. He is certainly far stealthier than you remember him. Okay, well, about is Sophia still next to me? Uh, she's following quickly after Tommy. Okay, uh, I'll keep I'll keep one. Eye, I'm going to keep an, keep a close eye on uh, on Sophia, trying to stick close to her. Okay, as you guys make your way a little bit inside this main chamber, you are hit with that strange spectrum of light again as you look just about a hundred feet ahead of you yep. is a massive gate that covers the entire wall. If you didn't see it being sort of lit from the other side, you would have just thought it was part of the wall, but no, it's two colossal, seemingly stone doors, though it looks like a material you've never seen before. And there is just this unholy light beaming from behind them. And in front of those doors, you see both the Crimson Tongue and her armored bodyguard. She seems to be in the middle of some sort of ritual that is chanting. The bodyguard notices Sophia and yourself, but doesn't notice Tommy as he sends a sniper bullet towards the Crimson Tongue and successfully hits. And she's knocked out of her concentration and a battle begins to unfold. Sophia goes after the bodyguard he heads towards her just with menacing intent, drawing out that horrifying looking scythe as it bursts to life with green flame. Tommy drops the sniper rifle and takes out two of his guns and runs towards the Crimson Tongue, ready to engage her in combat. What do you do, Rogar? Uh, hmm. Which one of them's closer to me? Uh, Sophia and the bodyguard will end up being closer to you because he's going to head towards you guys, whereas the Crimson Tongue is staying back. And do my spells regenerate each round, or do they regenerate like they would do normally on a long rest? How do you mean? So, um, so I burn all of I burn all of my spell slots during the ritual. Mm -hmm. Would they have come back for this, or would they not? I see. Right now, you feel like you've got all your spell slots back. Okay, so including paladin spell slots or just sorcerer spell. For this, you feel like you have absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Okay. So, um, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm, uh, I want to get to within um, within 60 feet of Tommy and, okay. cast, and cast whole person. I see. So, that's what you're going to do. You run up and you watch as the battle is unfolding. Sophia and the bodyguard are kind of even with each other. You watch as she's, she initially shot some arrows towards him, but then is charged in with this uh, glowing bastard sword, and their weapons are just clanging against each other with these small explosions of arcane fire against divine energy. They're kind of holding each other at bay. Tommy has got up close and personal with the Crimson Tongue, 
he's kind of ran in, guns blazing. She unleashes some horrifying magics, but he seemed to be able to resist them. And it actually looks like Tommy is getting the better of her. And you cast Hold Person. Tommy's movements lock up, and his head sort of cranes slightly towards you as the paralyzation is taking effect, and just goes, Roga, what? Do you say anything? Uh, I'm just going to uh, wink at him and, uh, like, you know, with a big cheesy grin on my face. As you do that, and he's held, the crimson tongue, though she looks injured and hurt, she pulls herself up off the floor, and she gives a wicked smile. And you watch as these little black tendrils start to grow out of her mouth, like cracking her lips. And it kind of reminds you of how Lysandra looks. Yeah. And she looks at Tommy and just says, Die. And you watch as the light goes out in Tommy's eyes. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Do we need to do the same to um, Sophia? As Tommy dies and Sophia notices... She turns quickly and starts to gather up a spell to bring Tommy back to life. But in that moment of distraction, Crimson Tongue's bodyguard gets the better of her and buries a scythe right through her spine. She drops to the floor, gasping for air as as her lungs pool with blood. The creature steps up and steps on her neck and snaps it. And (laughs) Rogar will drop to his knees like, uh, like Tim Robbins in Shawshank Redemption when he's crawled through the several miles of shit. <laughs> so at the moment, the bodyguard looks kind of fine. He's taken a few hits, but he's looking okay. The Crimson Tongue looks heavily damaged. You see her robes kind of uh, torn in places. There's bits of blood there, but she kind of lets off this horrible laugh, and she walks back towards where the gate was and begins to chant. And you watch as the doors start to swing open. All three of you are bathed in this terrifying light. It seems to just sear straight through to the bone as the ritual is complete and the gate of stars is open. Is that another one down, Rogar? I was going to say, Rogar's like, Rogar obviously is a bit, well, I don't know, happy's the wrong word, but I'm interested to see. As she finishes the spell, you know, she coughs up some blood and kind of steals herself for a moment, wiping it away. (sighs) Finally. I just felt like this day would never come. I've given everything for this moment. <sighs> this is glorious. Rogar, do you do anything? I'm going to come back to my feet um, and walk, I'll, I'll walk over to her and hit her with a lay on hands for whatever I've got and uh, just say, it truly is. She turns and looks at you, smiles, and goes, how unfortunate. And the scene begins to fade away. Oh. Failed. You look up as you reappear in the sanctum, and the rune of treachery, that great sphinx, goes red. Oh. Damn it. Oh, I swerved. I got swerved. <laughs> and something else is about to happen, too. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Rogar. As you reappear, you feel that darkness in you again grow, but this time it hurts. Oh, shit. And you start to feel weak, as if something inside you is wrong. And, Rogar, you now have disadvantage on constitution saving throws. Oh, fuck off. 
<laughs> That's permanent disadvantage. As far as you know right now, yes. Motherfucker. Um, right, hang on. I need to find somewhere to stick that in. One sec. <sighs> right. You hear, as you kind of double over in pain, you hear from behind you Lysandra's voice. A job half done is a failure, I'm afraid. You turned on the two that had helped you so long, for they are weak and they are non-believers. This was good, but you had greatness and glory stood before you. A weakened leader is no use to anyone. Without your intervention, she would have died to the hands of some pointless mortal peasant. Do you think that is an act that should be rewarded with life? Hmm. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh, man. Oh, I could have passed that. <laughs> God damn it. When Varys is an ex-leader sort of a thing, he's thinking it's like, it kind of makes sense. You need strength in a leader. And if it's obvious, they've got obvious weaknesses, that you know, someone that's perceived to be lower than them, then maybe they shouldn't be in a position of leadership. So that's sort of like Varys is like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, if only I'd... Oh, man, if I'd, if I'd walked over to her and cut her head off, then I would have passed. Yeah, probably. Fuck's sake! <laughs> Oh, God damn it! Right, okay. So that leaves one left. It does leave one left. Are you going for it? Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to point it over at Lysandra. God damn it, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to say, time for a bit of redemption then. And I'm going to head straight for the uh, the last door. Okay. So you walk over to uh, the last door, the aspect of battle. You briefly glance at the rune above, which is this just this bloody dripping room, like some sort of arcane symbol, and you step through the portal. Yep. As you appear on the other side, it is both yourself, Barris, and Meatbone all stood oh. there. Oh, okay. And as you look around, you're in a large chamber that looks a little bit like some sort of arena. Okay. Is oh, Varys really? still blind? You are, yes, Varys. Yeah, okay, okay. So Rogar would have to describe this to you as, you, as he's looking around. Mm. But yes, it is some sort of large arena. But as you look around, you realize this arena has already been used. You see some armored dead bodies leaning up against like pillars that were in the corners of the room. You see sprays of blood all over the floor. You see this large, monstrous, demonic creature has been literally torn in half and is just melting the floor with bits of its blood. You see symbols of the Whispering Man, and they've been shattered or defaced in one way or another. Okay. And you see standing across from you in this arena a armored figure who stands around 20 to 25 foot tall. Jeez. He is covered head to toe in black armor. Hmm. And on his chest, on this massive black plate, chest plate, chest plate, you see an upright black hand with the thumb and fingers together. Ooh. And Rogar, you recognize the symbol of Bane. Oh. oh. Okay. Um, 
So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to draw a clips because okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this thing isn't going to be friendly. Um, As you draw a clips, this voice thunders through the arena, emanating from this creature. You dare to draw a weapon upon your god, you insolent child! <laughs> you are no god of Rogama Cloud. So you may think. Did you really think you could run forever? That you could hide yourself? Flee the very realms, and I would not find you one day. I knew you would be here, tested by this entity you worship. I knew this would be the perfect place to hunt you down. <laughs> You are so petty, but do not fear. I have seen the future. I have seen everyone's destiny in the stars, and you are not in it. And uh, Rogar is, uh, I'm actually just going to drop to my knees and hold my arms out and uh, see what see what happens. Do you do anything, Varys? I was going to say, Varys just like, sort of like gently nudges Meatbone and goes, like, is this for real? We gotta fight a god. Ah, Meatbone sort of shrugs and goes, I, 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 I do not know. I am not familiar with this entity. That makes two of us, Meatbone. Do you want to do a religion check? Uh, I could do actually. Yeah, yeah. Why not? See if you know anything about him. You're not particularly religious, but you you no. may have heard things. Let's go for it. Say fourteen. Fourteen. You don't know a massive amount of Bane about Bane, but he is a greater deity in the Pantheon. He is very sort of well-known. He doesn't have a lot of temples because he is generally considered a... Um, sorry, not a lot of temples in like most cities because he's generally considered an evil god. Um, he's known as the Black Lord and the Lord of Darkness and the Dark One. He's basically a lawful evil god about tyranny, ambition, and control. Right, okay. Right, so, yeah, Varys knows he's a bad person. Um, yeah, you know, the people who worship Bane are the people you tend not to sit too close to. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just, I, <laughs> I just, I just... I just say to... Um, I say to meet Bone, he's... A, he's yeah, this god's a bit, of a, a bit of a wrong and just be on guard and be ready to defend yourself. As you uh, say that to him, Rogar, he takes a few steps forward and the entire arena shakes... And he goes, Child, it is madness that you speak, and I can see it worming through your mind, corrupting your thoughts. I did not come here to kill you. I came here to welcome you back to my flock. I sensed greatness in you once, and yet it has been corrupted by another. I offer you the chance to turn that all back. And he takes his hand, this giant jeweled gauntlet that he has, and he reaches 
behind himself and pulls forward this glass jar. It's bigger than like your torso, Rogar, but he is just this massively huge. It looks like normal sized in his hand. And he proffers it towards you. And Rogar, as you look at it, you see swirling spirits that eventually begin to take form. You see your father, your mother, cousins, uncles, aunts, friends, all of them appearing briefly for a moment, then disappearing back into this swirling cloud of souls. And then you even see one last soul. You see the soul of Handrel appear briefly and disappear. Oh, no! <laughs> and he offers it out and goes, All you need do is renounce your ways once and for all and return to my side. Do this, and I will undo the madness that has been wrought. I will repair our world and restore to you that which has been lost. Oh, man. Oh, Pandrel. <laughs> <laughs> Never said these trials were going to be easy. <laughs> um... Okay, so I take it I'm I'm still on my knees, weapon drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, how close is this thing to me? The moment he's walked to it being about twenty foot away from you, so he can show you it. But he has a very impressive reach. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet he does. Um, and it's I'm taking this is a pretty big, a pretty big thing. The uh, the jar. Yeah, yeah, the jar. It's it's quite a big jar. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the size of your torso. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 it's, it's not a little thing. Mm-hmm. To him, it kind of looks like a jam jar size. But, you know, you're small. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um. Oh, right. In the bag of holding, I have an iron sword. Okay. So I'm gonna put put Eclipse back on my back as I stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull out this random, crappy looking iron sword. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw it at it. <laughs> at the jar. At the jar. Make me if you're throwing a sword, I'd say make me a, a just a straight up DC twenty roll plus see my heart says dex, because in theory it's a ranged attack. But it's a sword, so you're not really going more for damage. You're going for uh, like strength, I guess. So so wait, so roll a D twenty followed by a dex. Yeah, add your dex. I'll say it's it's still a ranged attack. It's like throwing a spear, I suppose. So if I'm adding dex, uh, that's only a plus two. So that's a 14. That's a 14. That's enough to hit the jar. Yeah. The sword hits the jar and slides into it slightly, just leaving the small crack, and you watch as these spirits start to leak out of the jar. Bane is enraged, and the entire arena begins to shake as these spirits start to leak out and just dissipate. Uh, Rogar's going to start skipping round uh, Varys and Meatbone. <laughs> Varys has um, got his hand on the sword. He's hit the hilt of his sword. Obviously, he can't see what's going on, but he's obviously heard sort of like a glass sort of like break, I guess, and then obviously Bane scream or be yeah. whatever sound he made. And you can feel the ground literally rumbling, like it, there's an earthquake going on. Like the ground begins to split and crack in his anger. Mm. And he 
throws the jar aside and takes one step towards all three of you, because he can just hit all of you, and swings towards you with that mighty-looking gauntlet, and he swings down. And as you feel all three of you just get smote, reality fades away. And Rogar, you appear back in the sanctum. Yeah, boy! And the rune of battle glows green. Oh, yes! <laughs> and you hear Lysandra behind you go, Forsake all those who dare claim what has already been claimed. He has no power left over you, Rokar. You are already owned by another. Mind, body, soul. Everything that makes you who you are. Hmm. Oh, go on. Sorry, sorry. Varys is just like thinking. He said, obviously, it just it's cementing Rogar's sort of like, like what's the what's the word? Loyalty to the to his core sort of thing. So Varys is just thinking it out. He's not really saying anything. Mm. Rogar's doing one-handed push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> As you uh, finish a quick ten set. You know, jump up and you feel that uh, that darkness grow again, but this time, once again, it's kind of contained within you and it doesn't seem to do any damage to you. Rogar's going to look over at Lysandra and he's just going to say, look, this is probably a no. Probably a no. We're going to float this out there, love. I've got four of five and I'm not really happy with that. I want five. I need five. What's the, what, what, what's the chance of another test? To, to in that door is, it, is this you know I don't know I don't know if anyone's ever asked before but you know I need to be the very best like no one ever was <laughs> <laughs> he must travel across the land <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you for a moment then goes I do not choose the tests I merely guide you to them if you wish to ask for a retrial, then you know who you need ask. Varys just like says to Rogar, so let's not push your luck, mate. You've you've passed. You've passed with flying colours as well. Rogar looks at Varys, kinda is giving him the people's eyebrow. And he's gonna look over at Meatbone and see, you know, see if Meatbone's showing any kind of sway either way. Mm. Meatbone's been very quiet. He sort of shrugs at you. He's like, I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> uh, oh, Don't tell yeah. me what he's Ralph Wiggum and giggling. And I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's thinking that about you, Varys. <laughs> there is that. That's true. <laughs> um, so, most discretion is the better part of valor. Uh, so... Rogar's gonna, as he's kind of taking his eyes off Faris, he looks back at the the one red symbol. He's, you know, doubts up his heart, you know, a couple of of points at it. We'll come back for you, and then I'll turn to Lysandra on to the next task, I guess. So you're not gonna ask for a retrial? The only Faris has been quite reasonable, and it would. Maybe it would be pushing my luck. 
Mm. Varys think it's probably better to, if, if, if that's just the first step, it might be better to save your strength. That's what Varys yeah. is thinking. If we've passed, we've passed. We're through to the next round sort of thing. Yeah, and Lysandra wasn't very, I don't know, she she seemed to be a bit, she seemed to be a bit like, well, you can do, but it might be a bit of a, you know, almost like, I don't know, I'm guessing she, nobody would ever really done that before, you know, who'd actually passed and gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's kind of swayed Rogar a little bit, whether, I, I don't know, like. It's like a response was basically, don't let me get, don't make me get the real book out. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm like average Joe's in dodgeball, and it's like down to Chuck Norris. You know, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it's hard, it's hard. Oh, oh. Rogar is, oh, oh. this is this is hard in the trials. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck it, kill those guys. It's like, oh right, that was the wrong one. Typical. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we'll leave it up to fate. So, if so, the the way I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna ask for a retrial. The way I'm gonna put it is, I say, if the Whisper Man would like me to do the trial again and go for, uh, uh, and be, you know, get get my say five, then I will do it. If he doesn't want to, he will give me a sign and not reopen the door. Do you sort of pray to this or are you just yes. sort of say it? Yeah, I've got, I've got to, I, I, you know, I, just just before, after I've said what I've said to Lysandra, just before she goes to leave, I'm actually going to, I'm just going to drop down and, you know, offer up a prayer and see, you know, see, see, see if there's any divine intervention. Okay. As you're sort of focusing and taking a moment to pray and you really, really want one last chance to prove that you can pass treachery. You eventually open your eyes after you sort of feel something as if something is shifted. And you look at the door that had the symbol on that had turned red, the Sphinx. And the Sphinx is no longer there. Instead, you see a black fan and it's back to being blue. Oh. Oh. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll turn. Uh, I'll ask Lysandra if she uh, recognizes the symbol. She looks up at him and goes, "A different form of treachery. Our master has forms that cross the infinite. You failed one. Seems he has smiled upon you and offered up another. But I would caution, he is not one to give things freely." Unless you truly deserve it. And she sort of smiles at you. Oh. Ooh. Might be a price to actually taking part in it. It might, not, it might not just be that it's a price to take part in it. It might be, even if I pass it, there might be a price to pay. That's oh. what I mean. I've already paid one. Rogar would do it. Varys mm. is like, are you sure this is wise? I mean, like I say, like, from what she's just said, we could pay a cost just going through that door. It might be wise, like I say, to save your strength and move on to the next stage. But ultimately, this is your trial. It's up to you. Got it. It's 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 Rogar's need to be. It's Rogar needs to be great. Rogar, yeah, Rogar will go through the door. Rogar's going to go over. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going through it. Hmm. 
I'll, I'll, I'll Rogue uh, Varys will like just sort of nudge Meat Bones. Has he gone through? Uh, Meat Bone nods and then remembers you can't see him. Yeah. Yes, he goes through. My Varys just under his breath goes, Oh, for fuck's sake. Come on, then. <laughs> just goes through. Okay. You all enter. And Varys, once again, you can see. Yep. And you're not there. Mm-hmm. Rugar, you are stood in a place that when you look down, you're not even certain how you're standing because there's this just swirling ether beneath you, this sort of bluish purple. And it's everywhere. Every direction you look going off into the infinite. In the far, far distance, thousands of feet away, you can see like massive chunks of rock just floating. And even further past that, you can see what looks like swirling raw chaos it's one of those things that if you looked at this you'd probably think like this is what magic is like it's pure unadulterated chaos swirling around before it's channeled into some sort of spell and I want you to do me a I'd say for this an arcana check would do it could Varys aid him um you know what for this one you could Mm. so roll with advantage 23 23 as you're trying to picture what this place is, Varys, you go, it's the Astral Sea. Yeah, I've been here before. Yeah, it was a swirling torrent of memory, but mm. this place is very memorable. Yeah, I'm never going to forget this place. It's where, it's, where, it's, where, it's, where, it's where I lost my men. Rogar, as you look around, you see some shapes begin to form. You see 11 men. Oh. All armored, or at least in uh, various states of readiness. And they all seem kind of confused, and one of them looks at you, Rogar, and goes, Um, but I might, uh, a little confused. Where, where, where the hell are we? Would I recognize who that is? You do. Yeah. You watch as Rico walks up to Rogar, the bard of the Sword of Varadin. (laughs) Oh. Oh fuck! <laughs> you wanted another chance. <laughs> no, Rogue, I wanted another chance. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, wait, he's just asked where we are. Yeah. 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 You see this guy, he's kind of a little bit uh, a little bit foppish, a little bit sort of overdressed, and he's got this flute like hanging from his waist. You instantly think this guy's some sort of musician, maybe like a bard in terms of actual spell casting, but he, he definitely looks of the musical sort. Someone you'd see like playing songs in a tavern. <laughs> um I'll just say to him, Well, if you don't know, then how do you expect me to know? Well, it's just I, I recognize everyone else here, my friend. I have no clue who you are, mate. Varys is just telling himself in the middle, this is a simulation. This is not real. <laughs> simulation. This is not real. <laughs> You're not sure. Mm. It was a bit uppity. Well, you know, I've had a bit of a difficult day, you know. I, I was kind of doing something, and then me and my friends, we all sort of ended up here. Oh. Yeah, and, um, okay. So, yeah, uh, you see... Uh, I suppose I was kind of doing the same thing. But, uh, hmm. Seems a bit 
different. Not really sure what I'm uh, supposed to do here. You, you, you don't feel any kind of like I don't know. Like you're not, you're not like evil or something, are you, lad? <laughs> well, uh, I know a few people who may call me that, but I never really considered myself. And frankly, I owe those people money, so you know, fuck. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, such a shame, really. You know, um, Rogo's kind of like, can I, can I do like a, I don't know, can I do, would it be like a perception check to see if like, you know, there's any kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of looking for a neon sign that's kind of pointing down, says, rub these guys out. Rogar, as you're kind of pondering that and wondering what you're supposed to do, you feel your hand, the claw. Ooh begin to twitch uncontrollably and your arm swings up and grabs Eclipse and all of a sudden you're wielding it and pointing it at this bard stood in front of you who kind of raises his hands a little bit whoa, 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 buddy, buddy <laughs> what, what, what you uh, I don't mean you no harm, my friend uh, <laughs> it's just, just a little joke man. What's, you know what yeah, you, you've, you've clearly got things going on uh, we'll just leave um don't don't want any trouble. Um, seems to be quite a, quite a number of you there, really. And uh, um, I feel like I kind of need to make a bit of a statement there, lad. And uh, I'll take a swing at him. Oh, Varys is <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I mean, Varys, you can say whatever you want while Rogar does this. Don't do it, like sort of like. These are my well, men. Well, neither of us are getting out of it. None of us are getting out of here, lad. Unless, unless I do it, I, I don't know if I don't know if Varys can read my mind or is just talking into my head or what. It's more like you can like communicate back, like uh, telepathy. You can't yeah, read yeah. your thoughts. It's like it's like you've got a headset on and I can talk it into your ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's so. Uh, yeah, that you know, bro, that's kind of what Rogar's thinking. Whether Varys kind of knows this or not, you know, Rogar's kind of seen it as there's only one way out of here. And see you later, lads. Mm. So you just bring Eclipse around in this brutal arc and you cut Rico down immediately. Slices straight through his chest. You see muscle and sinew and bone just get torn and shattered. And as he collapses to the ground, he starts to fade into the ether of the Astral Sea. The rest of his group will start pulling weapons and head towards you. And, uh, I'm just gonna... <laughs> Varys, Varys, this, is a, this isn't real. This isn't real. <laughs> Come on, then, lads. Let's be having you. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run straight at. Probably, yeah. Fuck it. I'm going for the biggest looking one. Uh, I think that would be the uh, half orc. No, the orc barbarian, Mister Green. Yeah. He runs at you with this nasty looking battle axe, but you're far more skilled, and it doesn't take you long to sever one of his arms and then spin and slit his throat. And, well, Rogar goes about his work, and I assume you don't stop until they're all finished. Um, no, no, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop as one is left, not Daz. <laughs> <laughs> not Daz looks up at you. He's like got all these like facial tattoos, like very sort of tribal stuff, but all over his face, and he's like, "What are we having to do to you? What are we do to you? Come on, just let me go. Just, just me." Just me, all right. I won't tell anyone. You know, yeah. I'll, uh, I won't, I won't say anything. Shh, 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 shh. Shush, child. 
Josh. Uh, I, I don't know if he's on his knees or what. Minute. Um, I'm assuming he is. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a, like a dagger in one hand, but he's sort of like backing off, like sort of uh, prostrating himself a little bit, like just begging off, like please just stop this. And I would say just, just, just put the dagger down. Just, just put it on the floor. Uh, make me an intimidation roll. Do I get with advantage? Advan- with yeah. advantage, because you just killed all his friends. <laughs> That's a twenty. He uh, kind of his hand sort of shakes and he just drops the dagger. Okay, and um, <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put Eclipse on my back, and um, I was gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go over. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put my my Magul hand on his mm-hmm. shoulder and see if I uh, can paralyze him. You sink your claws in, and his body seems to briefly lock up. As I then bite into his throat and rip it out. <laughs> <laughs> and Varys, you see all that through his eyes. Oh, that Varys is just horrified. But he's, like, he's saying to himself, this isn't real. Dr. Nick did this. Dr. Nick has already killed them. This isn't real. Dr. Nick has already explained what happened. This isn't real. And, uh, yeah, uh, as, as I let his, uh, limb body fall to the floor, just be like, I don't, I don't, I don't really do, you know, begging, but it's a shame, really. <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> You feel the blood start to trickle down your maw, just dripping from your teeth as it all begins to fade, and you return to the chamber, and the black fan explodes in green flame. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Varys is basically on his ass. <laughs> I feel like Varys would probably just throw up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. That was, that was, that was horrific. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, that's probably the most horrific thing he's ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ro- Rogar's going to go over to Varys. And, um... and Varys is sort of hyperventilating at this point. You know, sort of like, <gasps> like, sort of like, you can't believe what he's just seen. I'm going to kind of like pick him up so he's, you know, stood back up. And uh, I was just saying, look, I know. I know that was hard, and uh, you know you're probably I'm probably not the uh, you know your most favorite person right now. But you have to understand this is just a this is just a test. It's it's all in your head, you know. I say to Rogar, I say to him, um, the only reason my sword's not in your throat right now is I know this is not real. If I did not know that Doctor Nick had already done this, my my I'd, I'd be at your throat right now. <laughs> He'd probably miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rogo's just laughing because he always does. Um, yeah. I, as you say that, you hear Lysandra from the corner of the room just go, I said that a price would be paid. I did not say who would end up paying it. He sort of, he sort of like clenches his hat, fist really light tight, and it's like he realizes there's not much he can really do and sort of like releases the pressure. Sort of thing. I'm going to ruffle his hair, uh, you know, like he, like he, like he's a small child who's trying to be friends. Um, you know, just like, oh, <laughs> don't, don't worry about him. He's, he'll be fine. He, he, he knows what's going. On. And uh, well, Rogo, you feel that darkness build up again, and that pain you felt inside of you—that's, it's almost felt like 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 your appendix burst or something. Like this, just 
desperate pain that just wasn't going away recedes a little bit. Oh. And you realize now it feels less permanent than it did a moment ago. Nice. You still got the disadvantage, but it will last for the next 14 days. Oh. That's better than nothing. I know, but that's a long time. Fucking hell. Sounds permanent, though, to be fair. Well, yeah, true. (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. It's better than permanent. 14 days, man. I think we've only covered 14 days so far in the the history of the podcast. (laughs) A little bit more than that, but... uh... It's a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm assuming she's happy, then we'll uh, we'll move on to round two. Mm. As you kind of step back from Varus and turn around, Lysandra raises her hand, and the center of the chamber where you kept appearing starts to turn and begins to rise up, and you hear like the grinding of stone as the roof of the chamber that you're in starts to part and open and you realize it's like a spiral staircase coming out of the center and connecting one floor to the next. Eventually it kind of locks into place and there is now a way up to the next floor. Cool. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm assuming she's going to take the lead so uh, I will follow her up the stairs. Mm. Unless, unless she's not taking the lead. Um, as you kind of seem to be waiting for her, she looks at you and just goes, you can see the path to your next trial. I will meet you if you are successful. And a door that wasn't there a moment ago is suddenly behind her, and she walks through it, and the door disappears just as quickly. Okay, uh, and then I will, uh, yeah, I'll head up the staircase. Okay. So Varys will, like, his resolve's been shaken a little bit, but it's like he realises he's got nowhere else really to go. Pissed off, not pissed off, he's may as well, he's going to have to follow. Okay. So. So the pair of you with meat, bone, and toe head up the stairs. Yep. As you reach the top, you appear in a uh, a smaller room, more just like a regular room. And you see before you, Rogar, a rather ancient-looking wooden door. But it's like a double door. And just to the right of it, you see built into the wall a... what kind of looks like a fountain, except... Instead of having just like a singular like statue that pours the water from the mouth, it's got an amalgam of these sort of half-formed faces that go a good two feet up the wall, and all of them are pouring out of their mouths this sort of black liquid, and it seems to be pooling up in the fountain. Okay, but I don't see anything other than the fountain. Fountain and the door. And the door. Um, can I do a perception check on the fountain? Uh, what are you trying to find out? Uh, I'm just kind of... Uh, I want to see if it's the same black liquid that I stepped into with uh, the crimson, with the Crimson Tongue earlier. You know, uh, mm-hmm. just before I came into Dreamlines, actually. Uh, it's a, probably more of an arcana. Oh, right, okay. To understand the properties of what whether this is magical or not. Mm. Uh, 22. 22? Um, looking at it, kind of getting close, seems similar. Interesting. Thinking back to that, you got into it. Do you, would you have to get into it again? Um, it's not that big of a fountain. It's more like a basin on the wall. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or wash your like a drinking fountain. Or, yeah, or you yeah. drink it. Um, go on, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, uh, I'll take a quick, uh, swig. Yeah, just sort of cupping, cupping your hands and, uh, taking a swig. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And like, you know, just, yeah, taking a swig. You kind of dip your hands into this inky black liquid and bring it to your mouth and swallow. And it has this strange kind of thick, viscous feeling as it drips down your throat. And then it seems to stop and you can actually feel it moving inside of you. Ooh. And as you look at your hand, the ghoul hand that's on display rather than your ga- more fully gauntleted one, you watch as all these little black veins begin to push through to the surface of the skin. Oh, shit. Varus, if you look at Rogar's face, you see they cover his entire face for a moment. Then I can't see his face. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> blind. You can't see shit. I you can't see, see nothing. <laughs> Well, Rogar, you are briefly covered entirely by these little black veins that are just pushing from under your skin, and they feel like they're not part of you, like they're writhing and moving independently of you. (laughs) And then they seem to settle, and the ones on your face fade a little bit, but you can still kind of make them out on your arms and presumably on the rest of your body if you took your armor off. Okay. And you feel yourself restored. Yes. You are, once again, a 7th level paladin. Uh, is that back up to full hit points and everything as well? Um, yes, you are back up to full, and your spell slots are restored. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I, I asked Meatbone what happened. It seems his reward for passing the first trial is to be returned his gifts. The virus is thinking would it work on him, but... There is only one way to find out. What is <laughs> <laughs> um... Because Rogar wouldn't know either way. <laughs> hmm. Does Varys take a small sip? I mean, that's hmm. entirely up to you. I know. Why don't you try dipping your stump in it? Not a bad shout, actually. Yeah, Varys will do that, actually, because he's, he's got restorative powers, and this place has got powers beyond his 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 understanding. Hmm. Fuck knows what's going to happen. So, yeah, he, he just dips his stump in. Dip the stump in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just see if anything happens. Uh, Varys, as you do that, you feel something moving on your arm. Mm. And then you feel something moving inside your arm. Oh, lovely. And it hurts. Yeah, I can imagine. You kind of pull your arm out of the water with just a scream. And you like instinctively just start like clawing at what's left of your arm. Like it literally ripping bits of the skin off. Oh, nice. And I'll say you take at least um, five points of damage for that. Ah, uh, no worries. Just from sheer just panic clawing at yourself. Yep, no worries. Uh, well, I'm certainly not drinking that. <sighs> you see, if if you just left it and, like, you know, not packed it, then you might be all right. But... <laughs> <laughs> Rogar just like a totally terrible dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> scraped your knee. Ah, oh, if you just left it, it's us. See, Varys is still annoyed with Rogar yeah. what happened. But saying that, at the same time, he also understands that obviously Rogar's got to pass these tests. So, so he's, yeah. he's a little bit peeved. But obviously, you know, you know, over time, his anger sort of fades. Yeah, sort of, yeah. that's what's going on at the moment. Well, <laughs> while you feel uh, angry towards me, uh, Rogar is. Uh, I'm going to go over to the door. Um, I just want to check if there's no traps on the door. First. Not that I expect there would be in here, but you never know. Uh, yeah, you can do a perception on the door. Uh, an 18. 18, you give it a good uh, once-over. Just seems like a very ancient-looking wooden door. It actually looks a bit out of place in this black stone wall. 
like it's come from somewhere else, but it looks perfectly safe. Okay, and I will open. You're gonna go straight in. Uh, well, there's nothing else in here, is there? So, uh, you know, I'm feeling rejuvenated and uh, you know, all around sexy. So, uh, yeah, I want to go through the door. Varys, you're all right. Continuing on. Uh, yeah, we obviously there's no reason for me to stay behind. So, yeah, I'm good. What about you, Bo- Meatbone? Meatbone shrugs. I'm fine. Crap. So, Rogar, you push open the door, and you are met with a similar, or sorry, you're met with a familiar yet different sight. Tell me, uh, how some of our listeners will probably know what I'm going to reference here, but I don't know if you guys know exactly. But um, did you guys ever like complete Dark Souls? Oh, no, all except the last two. Did you go to An Orlando? Uh, possibly. Well, there's a thing you can do in An Orlando that turns it from being all bright and happy to all kind of dark and shadowy. It's yes, Dark An Orlando. Welcome to Dark Varadin Palace. As you open the doors and you walk inside, you realize you're in the council chamber of Varadin, except everything is dark. You can see there are torches lit, but they almost seem to make the shadows worse. Like the light is pale and weak. You see a table in the center of the room, the large sort of round table where the council would sit. And in every one of the seats, except the one where Kren sits, you see these rotting humanoid forms all sort of sat there, all kind of staring at each other. They look to be some sort of almost undead constructs, but they don't seem to be like moving or doing anything. They're sort of wordlessly talking to each other, like their jaws are kind of slack and they're almost just, it's like chewing almost, but you can tell that it's almost, they're trying to speak, but nothing's coming out. Hmm. Did they realize that we are here? Uh, they don't seem to care that you're there. All right, okay. Um, but Kren's not in there. No, his chair is empty. Uh, I'm going to explain to Varys where we are, um, because this should excite him. Yeah, it does a bit. He gets his sword and holds it. He just like he's arming himself with his sword. So hmm. if Kren's here, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want, I, I want to stick him. You're not the only one. Um, Okay, um, so I want to look for a door. I, I, Rogor would know where he is, so Ro, I, want, I want to find the door that leads to Kren's chambers, basically. Like up to his throne room? Yeah. Uh, the council chamber's not too far away from that. It's on the floor below it, but if you just sort of walk past the weird uh, faux council, um, you go to the door behind them and start moving on. As, as we're going past them, uh, I want to see if I can hear anything. Because you said that they seem to be silently talking to each other. I don't know because of the distance we are away. Whether ah, it's just you... because they are silent. Ah, it's up to you. Do you want to get close? <sighs> uh, I say, uh, Varys, uh, have a listen hmm. in. <laughs> <laughs> Varys can't see anything on suspect, can he? And obviously, Rutugar's not told me anything, so... Yeah. How close are you getting? Um, Stop when you hear voices. Pretty much, because he's not going to be able to tell the distance, is he? Because he's blind. So what, you're just leaning into uh, something Roko's pointing you at? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll ask him what I'm, leaning to, what I'm going towards. Uh, I'll just say to him, have you ever wanted to uh, sit on the Varadin Council? 
Not really. I just wanted to kill the Varadin Council. Well, here's your chance. And uh, yeah, I'll let him uh, lean in and uh, have a bit have a bit of a listen, see if he understands anything. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm a twat. <laughs> <laughs> so Varys, you lean in. Uh, see, Varys is a bit wary because of the voices before. Because last episode, he listened to some voices and was dragged away. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, now then, does he? Fuck it, go on then. Okay. I know something horrific is going to happen, but go on. So you're just going to lean in until you hear something? Yes. So you, you get put next to one of these undead-looking creatures that's just sort of sat there in the chair, almost like they're bound to the chair, but they're not. They're just sat in them, and their heads are kind of lolling back a little bit. And Varys, you lean closer and closer and closer <laughs> until Rogar, you can see his ear is right up next to this thing's mouth. And Varys, you can feel this... Calling it breath would be the wrong word. It's like this sickly smell that just washes over you and it's coming from its mouth essentially. at that point surely Varys would know there'd be nothing coming that like sort of like any anything to hear so would Varys back I think they back Varys was like well there's nothing they're not saying anything well let me finish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you get that close and your ears literally pressed up to the mouth you do start to hear something oh okay Make me, I'd say, make me a perception check with advantage to see if you can make any words out properly. Yeah. Because you're so close, I'm giving you advantage. It's a 19. 19? You hear. Yeah. Yeah. Cthulhu. Vatagan. Yeah. Yeah. Asta. Yeah. Yeah. Yok and it just repeats over and over again. I just say to Rogar, the chanting. It sounds like it could be some sort of like summoning or some sort of ritual. What names did they mention? Cthulhu. What was the other two? Three. I can't remember them now. Uh, it was Cthulhu, Haster, Yogsahoth, and Azahoth. There you go. Okay, and uh, immediately hearing the name Hasta, uh, Rogar knows at least one, and <sighs> see, I don't think I would know the rest. Mm -hmm. And um, could I do some sort of check to recognize any of those names? None of those names, but you, what you can do for me is a wisdom saving throw. Hey, <laughs> the one that I'm really, really good at. Carried on as being ace at it as well, number seven. Uh, plus, plus one, plus one. Plus one. <laughs> oh, yeah, eight. Yeah. That helps a lot. Um, Varys, you hear those words chanted like that, and then even as you move your head back and start explaining to Rogar, you hear them again and again over and over until the pitch and noise of them begins to change. And it almost starts to sound like thin, monotonous piping of some sort of demonic flute. God. And you can hear it. You try to cover your ears, but you can still hear it. Just in the background of everything. Oh no. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't not hear it. Rogar, it's, it's in my head. And I want you to add to your character sheet. Oh no. An indefinite madness. <laughs> hey! ah, welcome to the club! <laughs> uh, indefinite madness. 
and just write, put it under your flaws or something, but it's, I often hear the thin, monotonous piping of a demonic flute. Listen, dot, 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 can't you hear it? I often hear the monotonous. Yep. The monotonous what? I'll put it in chat. Oh, okay. It's on uh, roll 20 for you. Thank you, Anya. Got it. We're all a little mad around these parts. <laughs> Lovely. You're so welcome. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just, think, just, just, just a quick question about that. Obviously, if I'm doing perception checks for like I'm hearing now, would that now be with disadvantage? Um, mechanically, it doesn't say so, but it, I mean, it's kind of more of a role play madness. So I will right. let you do it as you feel. As you okay, okay. Okie dokie. So yeah, I I, I, I I can just hear this flute. Can you hear it? Because Rogar just looks at you quizzically and is like, uh, we'll move on. And uh, is going to, uh, well, yeah, lead the way towards uh, Kren's throne room. Okay. Rogar, as you make your way to the doors that exit the chamber and kind of open them up, you look both ways down the corridor. Normally there'd be guards just patrolling stood outside of doors. Uh, normally there'd be guards kind of patrolling stood outside of doors. Um, what you see is armored figures that look like statues. Like they're just stood stock still. And there's one right next to the council chamber door on the other side. And you get a good look at him. And he looks in the same sort of decayed flesh as the uh, council members did. Again, he seems to be muttering things wordlessly. Unless you get close and want to listen. Uh, no, I, uh, I I don't fancy doing that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, just yeah, no. I've I've already got two of these. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I'm gonna uh, if I can. I'm just gonna head straight past him and uh, into the chamber. In fact, I'm gonna kick the door in. Well, it's a little ways away yet, so you start making your way through the corridors to where you know it is, and you pass more and more of these like statue-like guards that are all just muttering wordlessly. And as you're walking through, Rogar, you start to hear a voice echoing through the corridors. I did wonder if it would be you. <laughs> oh, God. Var Varys hears that. Does Varys hear that as well? You do. It's Kren. Is it Kren? Definitely <laughs> sounds like him. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me back, Krem, but I'm coming for you, you little bitch. <laughs> Varys has sort of like got his sword in hand. He's also humming along to these to the this flute while he's doing it. I'm not surprised that you'd say that, Rogar. You're just as blind as your eyeless friend. Can you not yet see how much we have been deceived? You're hearing this as you continue to make your way through the corridors until you eventually get to like the large staircase that you know leads up to the throne room. Okay, just just before we go up there, can I can I can I just test something out? Mm hmm. Um, I have Oathbreaker. You do. Uh, in the bag. Oathkeeper. Um, he didn't break his oaths. Sorry, Oathkeeper. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it became Oathbreaker when I took it. Well, you haven't done anything with it yet. Because I can't swing it. <laughs> um, I just want—I just want to test a theory. I want to see if Barris or Meatbone can swing it. I know Meatbone wouldn't normally, but I just want to see if they would. If they—if they had the 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 ability to swing it. Uh, Meatbone kind of shrugs because he can't use a sword, so he's like, 
Uh, not really sure what to do with that. Probably what hurts self. Mm. Varys yeah, will give it a go. I suppose a fair point, but yeah, I'll let Varys, uh, just see if Varys can have a swing. Varys, you take the sword. It doesn't feel too bad in your hand, but as you try to swing it around, the balance just feels off. Like, right. you wouldn't do well with the sword. Nope, not for me. Yeah, it's, it's a crane shame. It's not for me. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I, was ho- I, was, I was hoping we might be heading with his own sword. Uh, yeah. Well, as we uh, interestingly discussed off part this week, Varys is uh, lawful neutral. Yep. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's not pure of heart and soul. Not right, ba- ba- back, in, back in the bag it goes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll head up the stairs leading the way. Because um, I don't fear this guy. I'm not surprised you couldn't use it. <laughs> I'm not surprised you couldn't either. My mind had been taken from me. My everything had been taken from me. Tell me, Rogar, what is your excuse? Well, quite simply... Hmm. Uh, well... Suppose a long, long time ago, you murdered what I thought I cared about. In fact, everything I thought I cared about. But time moves on, and so does my will. So does what I love. There is no way that I can atone for the actions that took place while my mind was not my own. I have done far worse things than what I did to your family, Brogar. Too many that, if it were up to me, I would be in the lowest level of the Nine Hells, paying for my crimes. Punished justly, though it was not my will that enacted it, it was still my hand. But instead I am here, and I cannot leave. I cannot do anything of my own will, it seems, save talk, and I'm not sure why I'm allowed to even do that. You make your way up the staircase, and you're back at the top, with those large throne room doors currently shut in front of you. (laughs) Uh... I'm toying between with knocking on the door or kicking the door in. I suppose they're going to be really, really big doors, aren't they? Ah, they're pretty big doors. I mean, good kick could swing one open. Oh. I'll go, uh, let's go with a good kick, then. Let's see if, uh, let's see if I can knock the door open. A swift boot. Ah, you know what? Just for dramatic effect, roll me a strength check. Doing athletics, in fact. Athletics? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's a 22. Nice. 22. You give it a solid boot and it swings open. Honey, I'm home. Paris <laughs> just walks in behind him, like do 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 do. And Rogar, once again, you are greeted with the side of the Varadin throne room, again darkened and shadowy, not as you remember it. And at the far end, you see what you think is Samuel Crenn sat upon his throne. Now, here's here's a here's a here's a a question. So, the fr- when you say the throne room is in darkness, mm-hmm. um, is it in darkness like it was when we fought Kren, or is it in darkness and I can see? No, so it's not like a giant swirling orb of darkness like it was when you fought him. This is literally, it's like there's light, but the shadows have been turned up to like 500% more than they should be there. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you've gone yeah, into yeah. a... Um, into like a, a game screen and just fucked around with the contrast settings and everything looks dark when it shouldn't. And there's like yeah. a sense of like decay to things that shouldn't even be able to decay. Like the stone looks far more ancient than it ever did. You okay. see those pillars that were there when he uh, trapped you with originally are yeah. there again, but they're not like the giant crystals. They're now just these cracked and horrible looking pillars that almost look like they'd fall apart if you push them. Okay. 
Uh, so then he's just remained sat on his throne? At the moment, yes. When the door sort of swings open, he goes, I don't know what you hope to achieve here, Rogar. You yourself say that apparently you don't even care for your family anymore. And you also don't seem to care that everything you do has been based on a lie. You see, I've had time here. And as he starts to talk, you see the wall behind him that normally has these long banners of Varadin. It's just this empty black wall. And it's all cracked. And you see chunks of the stone start to fall away from it. And he continues sort of talking to you and goes, I've had a lot of time here, longer than I think I may have even been gone from the real world. And I've seen a great many things. I've been forced to see a great many things. And I can remember what I did. I remember reading that damned book and losing myself to madness. I remember one night as I slept and nightmares claimed me. I remember a man made of shadow came to me and made me sign something that I didn't understand. He promised me a release to what was happening, an escape, but did not say how. And I saw that you apparently were that escape, you and your little friends. A promise fulfilled, I suppose, in its way. And the rocks keep falling and you start to see this glowing purple portal behind him, sort of swirling. It kind of reminds you a little bit of the Astral Sea that you glimpsed earlier, but it's like this just swirling mass of chaos on this wall behind him. I have been forced to watch so much, Rogar, more than you could ever understand, more than I could ever explain. I know why you're here. I know what he wants you to do. I don't know how you've been able to convince others to come here. Perhaps they bear similar grudges, I'm not sure. Varys is just holding this sword of his... The hilt of his sword really tightly. It's like in his head he's remembering the tasks that he was told to do by Kren, which is the re what the reason why he ended up for, uh, forming the sword of Aradin. And he just mutters under his head, under his breath, sort of things. You're a child murderer. Are you guys walking any nearer to him, by the way? Because he's like over a hundred feet away from you. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm just saying if he's if he's just if he's just if he's just monologuing. And he's mm -hmm. sat, and he's still sat down. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I suppose he can see us, can't he? Yeah, he can clearly see you. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I would move to. I think I would move towards him mm. because Faris can want to as well. Yeah, I we we both kind of want to invite the fight here, you know. Mm. So I, I get the I get the sense that we both will be moving forward in in unison, and I'm assuming Meatbone will be as well because you know he's he, he's been a faithful follower so far, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys are walking towards him. Uh, Varys, when you say that, Kren, you can't really make out his... Well, Rogar can't make out his face really from this distance, but he's clearly thinking and then goes, I see. I remember, as I said, committing great atrocities while my mind was not my own. That is not an excuse, merely a fact. I had limited control over my actions, and I'm sure I pained you as I have pained many, but... What you don't seem to grasp is that if you do what you seem to want to do right here and now, you are still acting as a pawn for another. One who set all of this in motion, who made me do the things I did, or at least allowed me to do them. I don't know if that's what you truly want, what any of you truly want. See, Varys thinks that about it for a second, and the thought says limited control. I mean, you had, you had some way to 
some way to fight this and succumb to the effects of that book. Well, sorry to step on your toes there, Varys, but what Rogar wants, what he really, really wants, is for Kren to get out of his seat and come <laughs> and fight us both. Varys, he's like, I, 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 that'll, 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 that'll do for Varys. <laughs> you see Krem lowers his head for a moment and goes, I knew this would happen. I saw it over and over again. Time repeating, looping on itself, the same actions, the same cause, the same effect. Nothing I do changes it. It showed me every path, and they all lead to that thing. And I don't know how much longer I can fight, but perhaps... I can do one noble act before I am gone completely. And he rises out of the throne and floats into the air. And we're going to roll initiative next week. Oh, <laughs> yes. It, it had to be a fucking flying thing, didn't it? <laughs> Varys needs to now, know, now to realize if he can fire his uh, cones up, in the, up into the air. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I hope that was fun for everyone. Oh, that was amazing! Yeah, yeah. Now Varys is also insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, it could have been worse. It could instead of being a demonic flute, it could have been a demonic Casio keyboard, and that'd just be an absolute torture. <laughs> <laughs> you learn some names at least. This is true. true. This is true. <laughs> well, I hope everyone listening at home enjoyed as well. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. You can find us on all major podcast providers. And if you want to chat with any of us, I'm on Twitter at, at Trees and No, and my players are on there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. If you want to catch up on any sort of lore and pictures and things like that, we have a WordPress website at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot and a Facebook group also at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot. And I will hand you over to my co hosts to say their own goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. We're available on all good podcast providers. You can follow them on Twitter, at Lost Art Podcast and at LAW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, not Europe anymore. <laughs> But you can also find me on those amazing podcasts, but you can also find me on the UK RAD Live podcast. We're on all the major podcast catchers out there, such as Stitcher, Apple Music, Spreaker, you name it, we're on there. We are on Twitter at UK RAD Podcast. We are also on Facebook, but you can also find my alter ego, Steve, which you may have heard last week. He's also on Twitter at Steve AOTGTMP and... Yeah, things got a bit personal last week. And let's say there may be some conversations had about that. <laughs> yeah, well, as I say, I hope everyone out there enjoyed this one. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. Theron black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. She hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, 
black glass with smooth edges. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. Maybe you could take it to a friend? I would use the word friend lightly. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases which are both marked with Theron symbols. As you place it down, it instantly lights up. You know what this means, right? This could be the chance we've been looking for. That doesn't sound good. Sons of the Fathers is a sci-fi horror podcast using the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. It is a Necropodicon original, and our first episode premieres on the 1st of March, 2020. We advise that the show isn't for children, but is great for those who revel in hapless protagonists facing ever-increasing bad odds. Sons of the Fathers. Boundless space. Endless horror. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.